Andre, why do you hesitate? It's three, two, I'm one. I'm hesitating. You just went three, two, one. <laughs> okay, three, two, two, clap on the one. Yeah, I just did it. I know. I was just doing a demonstration. Okay. This will be You're the f***ing f- f- on the th- on the one. This we'll do it. This is so hard. Why is this so hard? Okay, you ready? Yes. I'm gonna say it. Okay, three, two, one. Okay, I'll count down from five so you get the rhythm, and then we'll clap on one. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. That was your f-ing noob. That ha- you didn't that do it. I did do it. Oh, maybe there's a loop. Maybe there's a lag. No, I think it worked. That time it worked. Do you really think? Yeah, that time it actually worked. Okay, great. Hey everyone, we're doing an at-home edition pre-record of Movies, Movies, Movies because we definitely wanted to talk to you but we didn't want to do the same thing and we're not allowed into the studio and FaceTime has been glitching on us every single week without fail. So we're talking about films that have inspired us during this whatever the week we're in in lockdown. These are films that inspire you to get out or stay in and create some kind of juxtaposition to the monotony of your life. I think these films are inspiring in different ways and approach cinema through a really different lens. One's totally social realist and the other one is surreal and enigmatic and poetic. Andre? I think you've said everything. I think the the key to these films is that they are ultimate at-home movies, but they will take you outside. They will let you travel. They will let you outside of your LGA and plonk you somewhere that's familiar, but at the same time, completely mystical. I'm excited for us to finally do at-home at the movie, at-home with the at-the-movies. At, I'm excited for us to do at-home with the movies, movies, movies. I think I found my shakedown of this year today. What was it? I watched Babylon. From 1980. We're going to start with Babylon. Okay, well, let's hear a clip from Babylon, and then I want to hear about it from you. To the east, Africa. To the west, Jamaica. First, Babylon. To the north, England. Second, Babylon. Babylonian triangle of captivity. Man traveled down many roads. In many directions. All of them roads that man take. All of them journeys that man make. It's but deceptions and vanities. Vanities and vanities that make man can't step forward out of Babylon. So you watch Babylon. I watch Babylon. Describe it. Describe it for the audience. Okay, so Babylon is this movie from 1980 that feels like it's made from inside the reggae community that was you know, making sound systems the rave. But it, it's in this kind of like Alan Clark, BBC, social realist format. But what it differs from in terms of like Mike Lee, Alan Carr, you know, Quadrophenia movies, is that the reggae comes in and doesn't underline any kind of drama. It acts the way that music does in your life, which is take, take the edge off. It keeps coming through in these scenes of like 
police violence, police brutality, and like living on the streets and just trying to make a music scene happen. And the reggae comes on and makes everything feel okay. We so follow. What happens in the film? Lots of shots of beautiful guys just like walking, walking. You know, mm. there's a gay I guy who traps a traps a John essentially, traps a client and and mugs him. There's all these little tableaus. But then Do you we know watch. Who loves walking? Do you know who loves walking? Who loves walking? Do you know who loves walking? Who loves to Do you know walk? Who loves walking through New York City? Who loves walking through New York City? I actually bet you can guess. Guess who loves walking through New York City as a way to get inspiration? Carrie. Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig does walk. I'm glad that we brought up Babylon because it's a perfect lockdown film to take you out of Sydney and to take you into a place and a time that could feel so similar to Sydney. Mm. But that I don't think we're exposed to very often because there are no documentaries. Excuse me. There are no documentaries about Rastafarianism in Sydney. I'm burping like crazy. Is like I mean, then me to stop talking I, I about really, Rastafarianism in Sydney. No, I really never want to talk about something not existing because then you find out it does. And I would love to see a documentary about Rastafarianism in Sydney. Absolutely. But what I loved most I'm about so ignorant. and related to in this film was the idea of like, I guess when you listen to reggae, you think of Jamaica. But every time I've experienced reggae, it's been in like a cold, rainy, Lansdowne environment or in London or around the corner at Carriage Works. And it is like gravelly and industrial and colonial, but it lights a fire that is so the opposite of that feeling. And I feel like that's what movies can do for you right now in your house during lockdown. The key imagery in Babylon is the combination of Rastafarianism and kitchen sink realism, which I think are two wildly unrelated canons in cinema that you don't often see intersect or that I haven't seen intersect Mm. in such a alluring and mediated way. Mm. And I think that's what makes Babylon so interesting to contemporary cinema viewers. You're watching a film about Rastafarianism, but it is set in the frame of independent British cinema. Is it British? It's British. It's very, it's like deeply British. Anyway, apparently the film was like rated X. No one was allowed to see it for so many years obviously racist and then we started watching small axe mangrove edited by joy mcmillan famously who did zola and it takes every single design cue from babylon it copies the whole thing it has characters named the same thing the patois is like easier to understand because they have to reach a bigger audience and um yeah that's kind of where i'm meeting you at i'm having a nodding hill i'm having a nodding hill sunday it's a rainy nodding hill sunday of like the black panthers and i want to take up what you said about babylon being the cues that are then taken into small acts do we think that babylon is the long lost source of inspiration of a lot of films made in the 21st century Obviously. I can't, I, can't, I can't even speak to its influence because I've just seen it, but obviously everyone has seen this film. Apparently, it's not anymore, but apparently for ages it was selling for like $400 on eBay and it was a really shitty version of it because the film was buried for 30 years, but it was like the film about reggae. I just feel full Adele right now. I feel full Adele at Notting Hill Carnival this year, you know? No, this is great because I feel like you and I are going to embark on a journey with Ethiopian cinema, which is where Rastafarianism was invented. Supposedly, check the source, check Wikipedia. Is that true? In Ethiopia? Wait, Jen, are you kidding me? I didn't know it was Ethiopia. Um, Its Afrocentric ideology was largely a reaction against Jamaica's then-dominant British colonial culture. It was influenced by both Ethiopianism and the Back to Africa movement promoted by black nationalist figures such as Marcus Garvey. Okay, so I don't know how much we can relate Rastafarianism back to Ethiopia, but it's definitely there in its roots. Well, we can because they worship an Ethiopian leader. 
Yes, and the Ethiopian leader is one of the first in a royal family or a dynasty-type family that are still ruling today, the Selassies. 100%. Haile Selassie I, born Tafari Makonnen, was emperor of Ethiopia from 1930 to 74. He is a defining figure in right, you're... Ethiopian history. <laughs> okay, sorry. You're just reading Wikipedia cut, now. Cut. Wikipedia says... He is a defining figure in modern Ethiopian history and the key figure of Rastafarianism, a religious movement in Jamaica. There we go. We'll leave it at that. È aprile. Non possiamo avvicinarci gli uni agli altri. Ho pensato che posso avvicinarmi ai miei vicini di casa grazie al mio occhio magico, laddove il mio corpo non può. On the other side of the spectrum is a beautiful film by Alice Rawaka that we watched this week. It's available on Mubi, and I would like to invite listeners of Movies, Movies, Movies to text in whether they love Alice or not. She is famously the director of Happy as Lazaro. I mispronounced her last name intentionally. My first name is confusing to some. And she is recognized in the Cannes art scene or the Cannes Film Festival circuit as this Italian natu- Italian neo-surrealist who makes these fairy tale-like films about working-class families, especially families involved in agricultural work in Italy. I think it's a bit potentially pseudo-misogynist to qualify them as fairy tale films because they are wrapped in a kind of fairy dazzle and a sparkle. If you're bored, Just Be Happy is essentially what this short film that goes for eight minutes on movie <laughs> claims. In the rips of one of the hardest hit countries, hardest hit by COVID-19 in 2020, Alice, I think, must have been in a remote Italian village at the time of COVID's worst, worst, worst weeks, uh, April of last year. And she decided to pick up a 16 millimeter camera that I believe she hadn't used very much finds an expired film and a lens that creates an elastic distance from her camera and her subjects in the film to make a short, beautiful, glittery, sparkly documentary about her neighbours in the village during an extremely tumultuous time last year. This is a short film that's on movie, so it's it's not a demanding long-form documentary watch. It's a, a short burst of... I don't want to say elastic heart, but I'm really leaning into this idea that the the um the lens that she uses and the distance that would have had to have been imposed between her and her subjects in this documentary plays into this idea that the camera is an elastic love and creates elastic distance between the subjects and the viewers at the same time as pushing you away, it brings you closer to these people. And I think what I love most about this film is that it shows that even the auteurs can be cheesy. There is a innate cheesiness to filmmaking that even the most pretentious, most capital A art house, most highbrow creators are going to fall into as a trap or maybe even even as an un, unintentional backbone, you know? At the end of the day, we're all made of cheese. Um, especially when you consider that Italy was battered by COVID. Cheese, Italy. Anyway, <laughs> there's a gorgeous a copyright acknowledgement at the end of the film that after you've seen these small interactions with neighbors in a small village, excuse me for my dry mouth, I'm just going to take some water. Alice acknowledges Alice acknowledges that their, the best effort was made to shout out through copyright the people who were in the film and I believe the materials that were used in the film, 
but there's a title card that reads, if there were any problems, please get in contact with us, which goes to show that this really beautiful, adorable diary film about neighbours is all about starting a conversation. And it doesn't end with the conversations in the film, but it ends with the conversations with the people in the film who made the film as a way to reach out to them through credits. Did any of that make sense? Yeah. Watch it for yourself. I love that open call to conversation at the end yeah. of the film. The film also feels like Virgin Suicides. And it also feels like an example of photogenie. It's photogenique. Um, I think because it is truly something that inspires one to make. And the proof is that after you watch this eight minute short on movie, you called me up wanting to replicate it in a first take. I just thought, okay, firstly, no, because I'm a cynic. <laughs> and secondly, I love that this film is a call to arms for filmmakers. Yeah. We're always looking for films that encourage people to get out with a camera. And I know that sounds super romantic, but I mean, art that inspires you to make is the most effective art because it's pushing you to continue, continue the culture and continue the making and continue the vibes, continue the vibes. And I think when the continue cause the vibes continue the vibes when continue the, the vibes continue the vibes. Uh, are you vibing? Are you vibing yet? Yeah, vibe check. Vibe check. I want people who are listening to this to text in whether they love Alice Rawaka, Happy as Lazaro director, because if we can get in contact with you, we can send you this film for free to watch on movie. Only one person can get it. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.